You're listening to The Lone Signing Hustle with Brett Reitler, where I dive into marketing, branding, tips, and the resources you need to becoming a successful loan signing agent. Take back control over your life and live in the freedom that you deserve. This is a hustle you won't want to miss. This is episode 31, interview with the owners of Vidal Notaries. Dave and Kathy are college sweethearts that met while studying at neighboring universities. Despite their initial clashes, they discovered a deep connection that has endured for over 26 years. Kathy pursued a paralegal career while Dave ventured into the marketing and lending space but a desire for independence led them to the noble profession of becoming a loan signing agent. Kathy's desire for flexibility to care for her sick mother inspired the creation of Vidal Notaries, their mom and pop notary shop. Despite her mother passing, they were motivated to build a business that provided them with family support, freedom, and pride. As their network grew, Dave decided to leave his corporate life behind and join Kathy in their newfound venture, becoming the closing couple. Operating as a two-person team, they prioritize simplicity and quality in every assignment. With a New Jersey Notary Commission, loan signing system training, NNA certifications, and affiliation with EscrowTab's IPEN technology, they are equipped to handle any closing. Now, before I jump into this podcast where I share some secrets to building a successful loan signing business, whether you're a new notary or an experienced pro, you'll find valuable tips and strategies to help you grow your business and increase your income. Be sure to check out the official Notary Public Journal by Signatures USA, available now on Amazon. I created this journal specifically designed for loan signing agents to make your closings efficient and profitable. And if you're loving the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and also follow me on Instagram at The Loan Signing Hustle. Your support helps me reach more listeners so I can bring you even more valuable content. Now, let's dive right into this episode. And without further ado, welcome Dave and Kathy. Hello. Welcome to New Jersey. Welcome to <laughs> this is going to be a Jersey takeover. So... As we start off with every episode, I kind of want to introduce everybody to you guys, how you got into the business and where you started from on your loan signing agent and notary journey. Okay. All right. Uh, well, why don't you take the, uh, why don't you oh, thank take you, the, thank the you, ladies thank you. first? Um, uh, both Dave and I already, we had worked in quote corporate America. I was a paralegal for 20 years, nothing to do with real estate or anything like that. Uh, the last firm I was with was going through some structural changes and they were breaking up and starting smaller firms. Uh, at the same time, my mom was ill and I wanted more time at home. Dave discovered that uh, a notary signing agent is actually a thing. You know, it's not just the bank person or the attorney secretary. Uh, so I took a few training courses, figured out, let me give this a try. And uh, we haven't looked back since then. It's been about four and a half years now, full time. So we love it. Oh, and Dave, Dave was in banking. Okay. And- yeah, I was an account manager before. So maybe not necessarily banking, but you know, you put in so many hours, so much time and lots of crunching of the numbers, this and that. And, you know, I was like, you know, instead of working 50, 60 hours a week, this 
was a viable way to make a great income while working way less. Oh yeah. Or even if you work the 50, 60 hours, you're working for you versus whoever's name is on the door. And mind yes. you, for Kathy and I, we had want, we had been talking about it for years about we wanted something to be our own gig. We wanted something that was uh, where we were a bit in control. We wanted something that really was for us. And we can never kind of pinpoint what it was exactly we wanted to do or how could we pivot this, this experience that we've built up along these years. So when, when I came across the function of signing agent, I'm like, this is interesting now. And, and, and having already had a few notary commissions because of my employer, they had asked me to become a notary. I, I, I to me, I just always figured that notary public was the person coming in and stamping a document or stamping. And I was just stamping their documents. And then we had, then I started looking further and I'm like, wait a minute, no, there's more to this. There's more to this. And so when we came across signing agent, it just, it, it, it just clicked. spoke to us. It, it clicked. clicked. It totally clicked. I love that. And you said you took some certifications in the beginning, Kathy. What were those at the time? Was it Mark's course? Mark's course and the NNA. I kind of did them at the same time. Uh, well, honestly, I did the NNA first because it seemed like it was a shorter course. And it was at the time. Um, and I blew through that. And I was like, I still don't have a clue, really. Like, I, I, I didn't. I, did, I still didn't understand what it was I was doing. Uh, Dave already had done the research, and he had found Mark's course. So, um, you know, full force or nothing, signed up for the six-figure course. And let me tell you, it was like little light bulbs going off. And I was like, now this all makes sense. You know, I, I get it now. I'm understanding it. Um, you know, the courses are phenomenal, phenomenal. But then as you start doing one or two, even more little light bulbs go off and you're like, oh my God, I'm connecting all the dots. This is fabulous. I, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And the courses do really help, you know, without, in the beginning of my journey, I did take Mark Will's course and it really set me up for those light bulbs to go off and start running on my own. And I wouldn't know how I would have done it without at least taking a course. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And the way the LSS course is set up is nice because of the, because just, just the amount of information you get, but just how it scales with you and it scales with you and it continues. And it's just a good course for, for anybody to follow no matter what stage of this journey they're in. Yep. And some people do well with mentors or having a course. You know, there's not just one way, but definitely learning how the process goes makes things a lot easier, yes. you know, <laughs> but after you got started, Kathy, did you do signing services? When did you go direct and how did that all unfold? Uh, so like many of us, we sign up for all the different signing services and suddenly we're very glued to a cordless phone. I just dated myself, um, but the phone is on us all the time. And, you know, I'm hitting except I want it, and nothing was coming through. Finally, one day the stars aligned and I got a sign. I accepted one. I got one between you and me. I butchered that first one. I don't know what I was doing. The nerves got the best of me, but that was my first one. And I'm like, okay, fixed everything the next day. I've, it, it happily made it back in time without mistakes. If you don't mind, what mistakes did you make? Because I made mistakes on my first signing. It took me three hours. You know, when you're dealing with 200 page document, it, it kind of gets overwhelming. Let me just tell you, I'm not the most tech savvy person there is out there. So we had the printer, we had everything. I didn't know that I had to tell my printer which tray was letter size versus legal size. So here I print a, a, a stack of documents twice, obviously, and I run off thinking, oh my God, there's no letter. There's no legal size here. Well, there was, it just printed all on letter. So all the really important documents were cut off 
And during the signing, I'm what, and I'm going, I know there needs to be a signature here. Oh my God. But you know, I stayed calm. I, I mean, I completely, she was a trooper. Yeah. She, she and, and it was one of those where, um, two people, but they didn't want to see each other. So I had to do the one individual first and then the next individual. And we were outside and it was cold and the ink was freezing and everything. Fine. I came home and I am now crying because I realized I completely butchered this. I called the signing service and he goes, listen, it's Thursday. This was a late closing. You would not be dropping this off until tomorrow. Now, folks out there, this is not what I'm telling you to do, That's though. <laughs> so no. it was late on a Thursday. I called these individuals at like 10 o'clock at night. I met with them the next day, Friday, fixed everything, got it shipped so that when it arrived at the destination, all was well. But my lovely husband helped me fix the issues with the printer so that it would um, read the correct sizes. Let me tell you, from there on in, you make one mistake, like you, you will never do it again, ever, ever. The fear of failing at something, especially on the first try, oh my goodness. <laughs> but you learn, and the reason why I asked that is because it is so important. I do have new loan signing agents or people curious about the industry that do listen to the podcast. And this is a real life situation to where when you are getting into this business and you are setting up all of your equipment, your printer, making sure you have the right scanner, this and that, this is why it's so important to really know how your printer works and test out legal and letter because my printer was a fiasco in the beginning because I had a Mac and it did not work well with Apple. So I totally understand. Yeah. So it, it was, sorry. It was one of those nights. I will never, I'll never forget. But let me, from then on in, my printer is set correctly. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 and that's, we're always like, you know, did, did we do it right? Is it printing right? We see a little mark on the paper. Was it the printer that did that? You know, we're, let's we're go like, let's go check the PDFs real quick. Like that's, that's, that's the, the madness that we go through over here. <laughs> but the day the in the life. Oh, sorry. Back to your question, Brett. Um, so I did one signing service job and went direct after that. Even wow. though that was a fiasco. Yeah. I kept waiting and the stress of having to click and not get anything. I was um, go on all the forms, all these notary forms out there and they're phenomenal and they're motivating. But I was not looking at the motivation part of it. I was trying to compare myself to all these notaries and going, they're doing two, three, four a day, and I can't even land one. Um, so I started marketing direct instantly. And it was slow at first, like everybody, uh, but we built up uh, a nice little, uh, little black book of business that keeps us going, and we're very grateful. And I still have that first, the first company that gave me a shot, they're still, we're still with them. I love that, and that speaks huge because that was what four years ago four years ago yeah so when you started going direct when did dave jump in oh okay so i'll, I'll take i'll take that question <laughs> so here's kathy building this business um and and we could say that we we had been building it together i was helping her with some of the marketing pieces getting things online yeah building a little bit of a brand and i'm like okay let, let's build let's put this together in the meantime i have a corporate job i'm still working in new york and and, and i'm seeing her do all of this and she's having fun she's having a good time and we're trying to get her in touch with uh, other companies with title companies with and so really what it came down to it was the end of 2019 it's around yeah, the 20, it was end, around, of end of 2019, I look at her one day and I go, I, I, I want to join you. Like, I, I, like, I'm trying to make a play for like, look, and, and you should see, Brett, I have this whole presentation on why David Dow should be, you know, <laughs> part of Vidal part of Vidal notaries, why David Dow should be brought in as, you know, and the whole time she's like, no, because, you know, you have your job and what if this thing doesn't go right? And, 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 you know, the, 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 your, your salary and yeah. then the, 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 the safety the net, the, the health benefits, benefits. the. And I'm like, I, I know, but I want to join you. And I want to join. And I did this. I mean, you should have seen the heart cell was put on for months because I wanted to join her. So finally, it's January of 2020. And I, I finally got to her. She goes, fine. All right. 
let's put a game plan together for you to leave your job. You're not just going to dump your job. You're going to you're going to leave it the right way, uh, so that we can assess, you know, the feasibility of all this. Okay, fine. And we did. We did. Dave went in and gave notice, but yeah. it wasn't like two weeks' notice. No, it was I... like two months' notice he was giving. Yeah. But then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh... And the company was everybody was going to be working remotely, and they actually asked them, "Can you still stay on a little while longer?" So it was another three. It was yeah, another so, three months after that. So we envisioned that around March, I'd be out, and I'd already be more in, you know, with you know, doing our signing signing agents work, building the brand, building the business, continuing our our mission, if you will, uh, and uh, and uh, and then yeah, COVID hits. My boss looks at me and goes, how much more time can you give me? I mean, you, you, you know, he's like, I can't have you leave in March because I, I can't, you know? And I'm like, and and I guess the, and the mentality was already fine. I'm leaving for my own business. It's kind of make, making its strides with Kathy. I give him a, a little bit more time and I ended up giving him until I, I even told him, I'm like, look, I'll he give him until the last day of June, the of last June. Friday yeah. of June. Yeah. At first it was going to be May. And then he goes, can you give me another 30 days? Absolutely. And I gave him until the end of June. And, and then I joined her, um, July 1st, July 1st and July 1st from July 1st, 2020 on through this very yeah. day, we have been together doing this. That is a powerful story because everybody thinks that, oh, if you're going to jump into this business, you've got to quit your job right away and just go fully at it. And I planned my escape plan my exit plan for a good five or six months before I felt like I was comfortable to, you know, leaving my previous job because it is a big deal. It's a big transition, but it is possible. Yes. And absolutely yes, possible. Absolutely. But, but ha I'm, I'm, I'm very much a planner, hence the long time for him to come on board. And I believe people should totally go with their dreams and what they want. But I also believe, you know, if you rent or you have a mortgage, maybe have the six months put away plus your expenses to give this a chance because you might not get a lot of jobs. Like I said, I got one signing service, but that was like after going full time, I, it was six weeks waiting for that one to come through. And then another, you know, so just have have not a backup plan, just have your safety net in place to keep you going on your plan A. There's right. no need for plan B. Just have your plan A, but with safety net. Yeah, provide that. It's, it's working towards the feasibility of, of knowing what you're going to do. What if something goes wrong? Um, I mean, one of the hardest things for us to have answered and, and kind of get through was what do we do for health insurance, for instance? And that's like, you know, and we and, and how does that work? And do we buy through the general marketplace here in New Jersey or do we look for uh, another different solution. So things like that is, I think, all things that people should put into, put those things first in your mind and go, okay, this is what we have to answer and do. And then, you know, try if you're going to finally leave. And like you said, your exit plan, leave, or you have everything set up. He said escape plan. Yeah, I'm sorry, escape plan. Escape plan. Uh, I said both. I said escape. And then I was like, well, is it really escaping? I guess it almost feels like a escape. little bit. Yeah, it, it does. A little bit of that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and the scary part for us though, was it going back to the COVID again, I, I joined there during COVID when COVID hit and I had already given, uh, I had already given notice at, at, at the job I was with when COVID hit, when that, that day came and it's like, everybody rush home and lock yourselves in and they don't move. And I'm, I, I looked at her that day. I'm like, um, I'm going to have to beg for my job back because, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know now. I mean, we were literally looking at each that, other. That we, was we the didn't panic know, that you know, everybody that had that first week or two or three weeks when we as signing agents didn't know if we would be allowed out on the roads. Would we still be doing closings or was this a shutdown and like... It was such a weird time. Like, stay locked in your house. You literally can't go outside. Otherwise, you're gonna catch COVID and die. So... It was a very weird few three week transition to really figure out, you know, where we were headed mm -hmm. and what we were going to have to do in order to, you know, start running business and mm -hmm. this and that. No, it was, it but was, we survived. But we survived. We, we survived, survived and we got, we all got through it, uh, including yourself. You got through it and, and 
today, here we are. We we have a a, a small. We call ourselves the mom, the mom and pop notary shop. Uh, you know, and and it's and it's our. It's just a nice thing that we do together, and we love it, and we build it together, and and it helps us. You know, where before in life we had two separate careers, and honestly didn't want to hear about each other's bad day. Now it's like, no, no. Now I want to know because it it, it not, really impacts us both. No, not that we didn't want to hear. <laughs> There was no understanding, you know, he had his, I, I didn't, I mean, I knew what he did. That, that's not what I'm saying, but you don't understand. You don't have a concept of what the office environment yeah. is like and things like that. So if he came home complaining, unless it was something a little more gossipy, I really <laughs> couldn't, not that I couldn't follow it. Just, it wasn't something that my brain wanted to really process. Now we both want to hear the gossip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that is nice. I'm gonna kind of go off a little bit. It's loan signing ish, but not with relating to your partner's work. It's hard because with me and dating, I struggle sometimes in relaying information of how my day went because they aren't going through it, and I forget how much that is. It's just a normal thing, and to me, in my head, it's like, no, why aren't you understanding this? Because you should, you should be involved and know everything that's going on. But in reality, most people don't. No, they'll, they'll, they'll be pleasant. I mean, look at it. Even now, it's four and a half years later. We're still explaining to some of the same people what exactly we still do. And they don't quite get it. But now it's two of us saying that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's both of us <laughs> telling them. It's like, I'm sorry, you're a what? A signing agent? Yes, a signing agent. What's that? A notary public specialized in doing lump, in doing real estate closings? <laughs> <laughs> Where I am right in front of you doing these docs with you. The number one question that I get every time, not every time, but most times I go into a closing, they're like, so um, is this all that you do? Yeah. <laughs> or are we waiting for the attorney? <laughs> Is uh, is Jersey an attorney state? No. Uh, but, okay, you explain. <laughs> it is not an attorney state. However, there is an imaginary line that divides the state north and south. Uh, the northern part of the state, um, I would say 95% of the time, will have an attorney. Uh, you know, you pay the attorney the money, they're going to do the work for you and iron things out. South Jersey, wherever again that imaginary line is, they have a tendency to just use their realtors and not have any attorneys involved. Uh, so in New Jersey, you can buy and sell real estate without an attorney. You do not need to have an attorney present. Uh, the title company will just send out a signing agent like us to handle it. Um, but there is a little bit of that misconception that we are an attorney state, but we are not an attorney state. Most, most of the northern part of New Jersey is more populated than the southern part. And again, the northern area, everybody has a tendency to hire an attorney for their transactions. Even though we as assigning agents are still the ones kind of running the show most of the time. The attorney pops in, says hi. If there was any issues, they'll go iron out whatever issues and we just start presenting the documentation. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know much about, I'm still learning as I subcontract out in different states, what are attorney states, which are not. Um, are you guys, you said you worked in New York in um, as a banker beforehand? Uh, well, I, so my New York, so my, I do have, my banking career is actually here in New Jersey. Uh, in New York, I believe, admittedly, I was working for a nonprofit. Um, okay. Sorry, for a nonprofit organization. Uh, involved in like the trade and finance sector, but uh, you know they was they were involved in that. But my my previous career to that was uh, was in banking. I was actually in um, a loan operations, like in the loan operations role. So I knew that's kind of how I really learned the documentation. Um, and more importantly, I, I because I was working primarily on commercial loans, I was learning a lot of that documentation on top of that. So are you guys close to New York? Yes, yes. driving yeah. distance. Oh yeah. yeah. Are uh, you commissioned in, are you dual commission? We are not. Um, we are trying to figure out to, to that question. We are trying to figure out how to acquire the New York commission. 
Um, a couple of things, we, we basically, we don't check off a few boxes. One, we're neither residents, nor do we hold a business there, nor are we um, have a reference or referred by a company to, to do, to get the commission. We'll, we'll figure out a way in because others have done so as well in, in New Jersey. Uh, it's just, we have to figure out how to make that little, how to check off that one box for us. Yeah. Um, okay. We're, New Jersey is one of our, one of the smaller states. Um, and where we're located, uh, Dave and I, we have access to all the major highways. So if we were to drive into Staten Island, one of the boroughs of New York, or even Manhattan, it'd probably take us about 40 minutes, maybe a little less, depending on the time of day. Um, but in about 45 minutes, we could also be in Pennsylvania already. So we've got oh. both states. Yeah, we have both states that we could possibly be commissioned in. It's just a matter of the logistics, I guess, like to leave home base, even if we print everything at home, to leave home base and still go an hour to a different state. I mean, I guess it would still be the same thing. I mean, we drive within the state for an hour. Yeah. yeah. And, right. we're, and, and going back to the, our location where we're at. So we, um, even though, you know, again, you talk to somebody and you say central Jersey, that's like saying like a cardinal sin, you know, but it's uh, the people will say the central. So we're in that little central Jersey hub and we're closer to the coast. So um, because of that, uh, again, that's where all that's where most of the population lies. Uh, we are so easy to get to so many different parts of the state and crisscross. Uh, yeah, and the do two it that major way. up and down yeah. highways and then the major ones that run across yeah. the state as well. And, and so that's one location that does help us. But we, we do want to get our, our New York commission. Uh, PA, not so much because PA for us would be uh, a hike. I, I, admittedly, we... Because we'd probably have to go to Philadelphia yeah, and that's like an hour, 45 minutes. Um, but, you know, New York at its closest point to us, we probably could be there within 40 minutes uh manhattan manhattan admittedly we actually we live right outside of a major train hub that goes right into manhattan so uh if need be we can take a, a train right into the city versus actually having to drive into there that would be nice i only brought this question up because when i see some notaries they're dual commissioned i'm curious on if you don't live in the other state and some states require that you are a resident there how does that work out yeah, you gotta, you can be a little creative. Some people have family that live in New York, so there's your residency. Um, right. Some people um, have former jobs and they still have links. Uh, a lot of the notaries actually already had links to like uh, law firms in Manhattan, in New York, just in general. Um, and a lot of them will sponsor the notary, which is a big plus and, mm -hmm. and that, that would help out. Some I think are just using maybe like loopholes of like a virtual office, like doing, you know, hey, right, I, I you can't use PO yeah, box, you know, so I think that may be what they're also what they're also trying to do as well. So I, again, it, it's folks have found a way. So if we like you said, we saw their folks too, and we're like, wait a minute, if they figured it out, so can we so can we. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way. Yep. Now, when you guys market to title companies now, do you go in together and has it made it almost easier as a couple to be taking over the market and earning more business? Um, so admittedly, we actually, we haven't gone too many times together. Uh, we actually try to use a bit of a divide and conquer uh, type mentality. And, um, and we'll go in separately. We'll market to title comp companies separately. At some point, they'll know that well, we there's say, there's two of us. We that say you know. we, 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 and they're like, is this like the English? <laughs> I was like, no, we meaning me and my husband, my husband and I. Yeah, and and uh, some title companies are opposed to signing services. So when they hear we, they're like, well, wait a minute, who would we be contracting? I'm like, it's we're not a signing service. It is literally myself and my husband, or sometimes I'll just say my business partner. You know, you got to feel the room. Um, so then they get it, they get it, uh, whoever lands that account, so to speak, like if it's somebody that they went to, they like them, we'll try to always put him on their closings and mine on mine. Uh, but eventually, you know, busy days are like, we need another one. Is your wife available or is your husband available? And that's usually the first time they'll meet the other. But by now everybody has met us both. Yeah. At some point Together, we'll, we'll yeah. both try to go in or. Once it's a more established client, then yeah, we'll we'll both walk in, meet the meet you know the staff, meet the owners, you know, go through that. Um, I think we one, only marketed once collectively. Yeah, and we I noticed, was, and we noticed it got a little overwhelming. 
uh, to have both of us there at that time. So we use the same thing too when we go to networking events. We'll go to networking events together. And this was actually a, a, a business uh, friend of ours uh, that had a, a acquaintance of ours, I should say, that, that, you know, one day we're there and he goes, you know, it's great that you guys are together. Have you thought about just working opposite sides of the room? And we're like, no. And we actually implemented that uh, on, our, on a recent one that we did and it worked. And we've been doing that more and more, more often where we are, uh, we'll try to kind of work the room separately, meet some professionals, maybe at some point connect again, like, hey, look, I just met so-and-so and she's a realtor. Oh, look, this person's from ABC Title mm -hmm. and, and, and oh, this is my wife, Kathy. This is, you know, Jen from ABC Title. But not Title. both and, of us and, and it's, on it's, this one person. Yeah. And, and it's been, that's kind of been the bit of the philosophy that we've been using and just, you know, have the approach that we've been using. And you know what? I started thinking that that's probably really smart because if one of you walks into a title company and they don't know that you two are together, one get may get the business, one may not, and vice versa. So it's actually kind of smart to market it separately. And then when the time comes of like, you're getting booked up, oh, my husband, my wife, my partner also is available for this. They're like, perfect, bring them on. Because mm -hmm. at, at that point, that reputation is built. So yeah. you know, they'll, they'll assume that, hey, you know, if it's like a Kathy, one of Kathy's accounts, they'll assume that, okay, if Kathy trusts her husband and she, he does a good enough job as she does, great. Uh, to that point though, when she first hired me, and I always say that Kathy hired me, um, Kathy pretty much audited every single file I did. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everything was right. I have a little bit of a control issue. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm sure mistakes may have been caught at some point, hopefully, maybe, maybe not. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. Okay, so he was yeah. on it. Yeah. But, you know, we keep saying, you know, we, because we're, we husband and wife, but I think this business works well with anybody who has, whether you're going to business with your best friend, your mother, your brother, your son, a sibling, spouse, family member, or just some, another notary that you click with and decide to open shop together. Um, I think the advice would probably be the same. You know, you could always say we, we, mm -hmm. whoever we is and just say, oh, my business partner, you know, and whoever that person may be. I think it works out well. That's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I mean, I love that. And I am so happy that I get to interview another power couple in the notary industry. Oh goodness. Thank oh no, you. no. <laughs> we're 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 we're, we're, we're down just, with everybody we're just, else we're, we're tiny peons in the grand world of notarization <laughs> oh never downplay yourself you guys are amazing and now when you guys got into it probably what was the hardest part in um i don't know the documents for you dave like when you were starting and or was it just easy for you to guide the clients through the loan docs? No, uh, uh, it was, um, I found some difficulty. Uh, again, one primarily because I had been working with a lot of commercial docs, uh, CRE docs especially, um, where a commercial real estate loan has the same elements as a residential loan. It's got a note, it's got a mortgage, it's got some form of security agreement. It's got some form of addendum for payment, for repayment. It's got all of that. Um, but where I started going at it was, okay, hold on. How do I kind of put piece all of this together? And again, no, I may know the docs and I know what the doc serves. And I think the greatest obstacle for me was just that when we do a presentation, doing the presentation and not getting into some form of full on legal, you know, diction of, of what's occurring and, 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 and verbiage. So simplifying my language a bit was probably something I had to overcome and just bringing that down a bit. Um, and because you knew so much about the documents, you just probably fun. automatically wanted to talk and go into detail. Yeah. Yeah. About and some it, things. Like one of the things we are never supposed to do at the table, for instance, uh, go into any sort of explanation about the loan or even give any comment or, or opinion about the loan. Yeah, no financial advice, and, no legal advice. And yet here I am sitting, I'm like, wait a minute, I know exactly what happened here. And it's like, like I had to reel that in initially, <laughs> you know. Um, so that that was probably my my thing to overcome. Um, that was my thing to overcome. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, I didn't know any of the documents. I knew nothing. I mean, I knew what a mortgage looked like. That was about it. Um, but you learned as you went. I learned as I went. Um, the LSS had the um, the terminology, like the, the definitions. Like the, the definitions. And luckily for me, I guess, I sat, a lot of the first ones I did, the attorneys ran the show. And let me tell you, keep your ears and your eyes open. And I learned to just follow the way they presented the documentation. Okay, um, so, so if notaries... If like, notaries are in an attorney state, what can they really expect if they're at the closing table? So the attorneys will be there and they basically just go through the docs? We get a little of both. So we have the attorneys that come in and they say, we'll ask them and they'll say, go for it. And they sit at the end of the table in case something comes up. Uh, other attorneys pop in, say hi, leave. And we run the show. Some of them have their paralegals run the show. So it's a little of, of, of everything. Uh, so, some just want to run the Alta and the CD and that's about it. And they'd look at you and go, you take yeah. care of the rest. Uh, some want to do CD, no mortgage. Yeah, it was a month ago. You know, I, I did my first closing with this specific attorney. And I guess it was just, I guess he needed to know who I was or how I presented myself. Uh, last week I went back to, again, at his office. He goes, hey, hey. And I'm like, so you want me to put the documents in the same order? Because usually they want the note, the mortgage, the CD. And he goes, nah, I'm just going to sit over here. You can start whenever they come in. I said, gotcha. So it, it, it all depends. But I did pick up a lot listening to the attorneys who did present stuff. Um, it was very helpful. It was helpful. Um, and in there lies a piece of advice for those notaries, uh, Brett, like you mentioned, the, the notaries in the attorney states and even non-attorney states. But if there's an attorney in the room, it's just ask the attorney, ask the attorney, Hey, what do you want my role to be? You know, what, what okay. are you looking for my role to be? Cause we'll do that to this day, to this day. Well, I'll walk in. I just did that this morning. Uh, you know, I, I looked at the attorney. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, what, how do you want? And they're like, no, you go at it. You know what? We brought them to the closing table. You're going to tie a bow on this thing. And, 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 and you go at it. If there's any questions, I'm in the next room. Great. And that always leaves the door open because I'm sure you have some um, super alpha attorneys that just want to take charge and have the whole closing in their hands. And have you had you not asked that question, it could rub them the wrong way if you just start presenting docs. So, I mean, I think that's great advice for other notaries out there to just throw open um, the question to be, do you want me, how do you, how do you want to handle this? Exactly. Do you want me to start presenting or where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And exactly. you'll know right from the, right from the attorney's answer, you'll know exactly how it's going to go. I mean, many times I feel like many, half the time we're a glorified stamper. As I said, I sit there, they do, they pass, <laughs> I stamp, I sign, I quickly double check because we all can where, miss where, something. Where do, you, where do you want me to put it? <laughs> You know, we can all miss something. So I just review everything that he does. I just review it on the way back because, you know, initials on the 1003, you know, everybody, nobody knows what to do with that. Um, but yeah, if the attorney runs Well, it, since I you brought it up, initials uh -oh. on the 1003, uh -oh. um, where, where do they go? Ah. Personally, and this is what I've also seen, if it is a joint application... On the first, whoever section you are on, so let's say it's John's section and it's joint, John, only John will initial there. His section. His section. And then when you get to Jane's or Jeffrey's or whoever's other, they will sign on theirs. If there is no joint application, no initials. No initials. Unless the lender turns around and states specifically that they want initials regardless, Both. which which has happened as well. Even in a, a single borrower situation, like we want the application initialed. Okay. Even though it says... If, if joint. joint credit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to bring this statement up since we're in the open conversation of initials on the 1003 because recently I have heard a mix of things and I'm not doing this to um, cause confusion, but I, I want your guys' input. I've had a escrow officer tell me, oh, get both their initials on if they're applying for joint credit, which... For I've 
you know, over a thousand closings now. I've done it, you know, just the one initial for each application. I've asked a loan originator at the table, a few, and some of them have said, nope, just theirs. And then some of them had said both. So I'm like, why is there not a clear answer to this? They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. (laughs) They don't know. Brett, so all the ones you've done, whether we think we've done it correctly, we've done it all ways and all ways have been accepted. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't think the universe knows. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just blows my mind in the loan origination industry. I feel like that is the one answer that they should have. And I've asked multiple loan originators. I've gotten both answers and it drives me crazy. Especially if you look where the where the, the the initial needs to go, you'll see in that box. I mean, they're referring to a person, and it uh, says you know, your initials. Your initials, if joint credit, your initials, and so it's like so. But you know, ultimately, this comes down to that whole thing again, and and we know that a lot of notaries, a lot of new signing agents, especially, they have a fear to ask questions because they don't want to seem inexperienced, unknowledgeable. Or just, I don't want to look stupid. Or I don't want to look stupid. And uh, apologies, can we say that? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but and, that's what they're saying. And, they're asking. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and we'll turn around and tell folks, no, you need to ask questions. That's You're, you're better off asking a question, re- regardless of what your opinion of that question is. You, you feel dumb or you think it's a, a stupid question. No, because you may be bringing up a point that they just forgot to tell you. Case in point, that loan uh, originator or that lender wants all initials of every borrower on every single initial line, you comply because that's their application and they can ultimately do whatever they want with it. Um, but to not ask that question. And now all of a sudden, let's say, cause the normal thing for me would be like, okay, Hey, this is John's section. John, you're going to initial there and Jane, you're going to initial there. And then what if I'm wrong? Right. Always ask questions, and that's why there are other notary groups out there. You can ask questions of notary groups in your state. Also, the signing service. I always tell notaries that I've been subcontracting out now. Please ask me any questions because I rather have them, you know, say they're super experienced and they're going to do a great job. Fine, great. But if they have a question, I rather have them ask it and execute the closing perfectly Mm -hmm. so it doesn't put at risk my client that i got and them using my service again exactly so no question is a stupid question even if you think it is always always ask it so i love that that even even if it's 20 questions i mean oh 20 questions might be a bit much (laughs) Uh, i i did have a notary she was a real estate agent and she sent me an email before the closing i was at dinner and it was 20 questions i was like so and so let's go over this i'm gonna get on the phone but this is a lot of questions and, and questions are good though i mean even even in the case of the of you know 20 questions what you hope is that and we always hope with folks that we talk to is like we're answering your question which is perfect ask us questions we'll approach we'll let tell other notaries approach us even if we you're not you know doing anything for us or we haven't referred you somewhere but ask us a question what kind of grinds us a bit is when we realize the same question is now being asked i don't know for the 10th 11th 12th time i'm like okay from the same person you have to learn how to retain a little bit of something and and that's the other big note to notaries is is to our to our fellow signing agents just just retain some of it write down notes keep a we we keep a cheat sheet uh, for all our clients, like kind of what they're, what they're some looking for. This, some, some want that, yeah. you know, they want a duplicated CD, no matter how many signers are there, or they want the duplicate of the note in the mortgage. And we keep that little cheat sheet. And when we're hired by that company, we know, okay, Hey, this is what they're looking for. Boom. We execute. Right. Questions have to do with nerves. I feel like the first time we get a new client, even though we've been doing this for over four years, that new client, if it is the first time I'm doing a closing for them, I am sweating. I'm nervous. The butterflies are there. I know what I'm doing, but when I get to the table, sometimes you're like, like everything goes blank and you're like, I know, I know how to do this. Like what is wrong with me? And it's the nerves. It's the nerves. It just sometimes gets the better of us. 
And then I'll call him or text and go, I know, I know this, but can you just tell me? <laughs> dot, dot, and dot. some title companies do handle closings differently. Some of their title docs do a little look a little different mm -hmm. and same with lender docs. So it is kind of nerve wracking because some title companies have a way things they, they want done a certain way. And one of my clients, she sat me down and said, I want it explained this way because, you know, the real estate agents are bringing her business and she wants to retain that business. So she just wants to make sure things are said exactly how she would say it. Oh. And there's nothing wrong there's with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's all impartial and it's still a general gist. It's not going into detail, but mm -hmm. some clients will expect certain things from you and that's how you earn their business. It is. It really is. Yeah. The one the one thing that we we, we came to know immediately and, and Brett, you you as well, I, you know, probably came to this conclusion. This we're in a trust business. That's really what it is. We are ultimately assigning agent you're working in the trust business. That's that's the name of the game. And if at any point that trust is lost, whether you like us, fine. We we work direct. We like to go direct to title. But it could be but, but, but if you work with, with direct with a signing service, or, or or if you're referring work to another notary that you just can't handle yourself, all of that is trust. And if there's any break in that trust at some point, that's a problem. You'll either get blacklisted or just they won't call you again yeah and it could be over something silly which you can't beat yourself up over but you just have to move forward keep marketing and learn from your mistakes yeah yeah absolutely you can't you like you said you learn but don't let that mistake now keep you from continuing on the journey if this is something you truly do want to do it could be a looked at as a minor setback yeah. Just now move forward. Look for, look ahead. Don't look back. And actually to that point, another thing too that, you know, uh, our fellow signing agents that try not to fall into that trap because we hear it sometimes from uh, signing agents that have been at this just for, hey, they've been at it for longer than we have. And, and you know, I always say that that career person that goes, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's something, it's probably the language that shouldn't a signing agent really should try to eliminate out of their vocabulary because of the fact that it this is ever this is and, and especially within the last two years this entire industry has evolved and morphed and taken a different shape you know two three years ago we didn't hear of ron and now we're constantly hearing of ron becoming a bit of the predominant way that some folks like to close things whether it you know uh, it may be not a full real estate closing but we, we see more and more sellers packages taking over some sort of conveyance package taking over a wills and trusts being done by Ron. So because of all that, you have to be able to, to pivot. change and pivot. And, and, and so to, to use the, the language of I've been doing this for 20 years and, and I'm setting my ways. It's, I'm not saying that's wrong, but it not, might not be right. But correct not, yeah. either. Yeah. It's not going to get you ahead of the game. And in the times we live in, they're always changing. So if you're not moving and growing along with it, then, you're gonna fall behind eventually, no matter how many years you've been in the game. Now, speaking of Ron, I before we kind of eventually close this episode out, um, are you guys remote online notaries? We're not. We are. We continue to look into Ron. Ron is now uh, approved in New Jersey, so New Jersey does approve Ron, and there are we do have the capabilities within the state to be able to conduct Ron. Cat However, not all of our county clerks will accept electronic documents, and our understanding is both lenders, the lenders, the title, and the clerks, the county clerks, all have to be on board. So a full closing package, a purchase package, you know, with a loan, I actually have not heard of it actually happening yet. Again, I, we obviously don't know everybody, but sellers packages they've done because mm -hmm. it's a sale, it, it, it's a sellers package, you know, and most of the times those things are coming to the table already via scan, via copy, via DocuSign. Um, but that is really it. Most of our title companies, there's one or two, they're very like, 
that's what that's what they want. They want everything to be remote, uh, but in honesty, it's still it's still in the beginning stages. The only reason why I ask that I I have a certification and I'm on um, a software called Doc Magic and Secure Insight for a client. Mm-hmm. If it is used, I have not used it. Um, so I was just curious if you guys had any tips or no, experience no. with it. We, 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 we're learning as much as we can about it, uh, trying to figure out the platforms that are out there, um, you know, which one is better than the other, who's offering better services. We've, we've probably pinpointed maybe one or two platforms that we would, if we were to make the, the run to the run and, uh, we, that we'd sign up, but, but the question again is, you know, do our clients, do our title companies, do our escrow companies, do the settlement companies that we work with, are they working with that, with that, uh, platform? Because if they're not, then that really limits our capability to be able to do work. Um, the, the technology that we, though, that we are hoping can kind of get a bit of a push only because it would never, it wouldn't change the closing table feeling. And, and Kathy and I, you know, with so much that can be done as notary publics, we really do focus on real estate. Like that's our, that's our thing. We love it. That's our jam. We love working in that realm. And, and, and we, 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 we present ourselves as specialists in that area. So the technology that I, we hope kind of would take over or at least present itself as a, as a, as a bigger thing is IPEN, in-person electronic notarization. And with some great companies out there, again, that are working on that technology, uh, I'd love to see that be the, the, the main six to be able to, rather than show up with the stack of paper, uh, which God forbid, now all of a sudden there was a name change on the, on something and now they have to redraft the entire thing. And all right, so that entire stack that you just printed out has to go in the garbage. Hope that the, where you're at has a printer for some of the mobile notaries, obviously that carry their, their equipment in the car. Okay. They, Hey, they can just print from there, but to have to, rather than go through all of that, if it were just as easy as the title company go, Hey, we put a new set of docs on your, on your, on your, on your, on your tablet, on whatever account you're using, just make sure you upload and here you go. And you upload that technology is what I'm hoping that can take over to be able to do it just with a, with a tablet in front of people. And like, here you go. That's where you're giving me your signature. Yeah. The notary is still that. there. Um, to, I, I like to say the notary at the table is the last line of defense. We have to make sure the IDs, the names, everything matches that nobody is being coerced or, you know, that nothing malicious is going on. And Ron, you're going to see this. So if we're the two signers, you see this. But what if I've got somebody behind me saying you have to sign this like you absolutely have to sign this. It doesn't matter what the terms are. I know that's an extreme. Right. Condition. But being with the people in the same room and watching them, and there's that little fun thing at the end when you go, yay, congratulations, here's your new home, you know, uh, I usually like to say make lots of happy memories and everything. It's nice to be in per, you know, in front of somebody and, and say that, and we will say a lot of people, they, they like the DocuSign, which they sometimes do leading up to it, like some lenders have the hybrid, so they do like clicking and going down but then they like to see somebody in case they do have questions. Cause I don't, I think people get nervous and picking up the phone necessarily and calling maybe their loan officer or their attorney or whatever the situation is. And now if there's somebody in front, yeah, I can't answer for you, but we're going to get your loan officer on the phone right now to answer your questions. I think they still like that. Right. And it's a little more of like a legitimate process, even though you're not answering specific questions. Uh, or if they have a question, you could point exactly to where it is, which make th- makes things simpler. But they're like, you know, this is the closing process, so it's not weird if we get the loan originator on the phone or the escrow officer to ask them questions. And anytime they do have questions, we as loan signing agents absolutely just get them on the phone right away, get it taken care of and answered for the client. Yes. Yeah, so they leave there with no doubts on their mind. So, yeah, a peace of mind. So let, yeah, so with with Ron, we'll 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 assess it. You know, do we want to? Do we not? Um, but we we like Kathy said. We 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 like the celebration. We like the celebration at the closing table. That's our big thing. We love the celebration at the closing. So Ron's going to take that away, and so we're not pushing for that one. Yet. As soon as it's <laughs> as soon as it gets a little more mainstream here yeah. in New Jersey, um, we'll definitely that'll be a service we also provide. 
but we need to wait for our clients to be on board. Yeah. Right. Now, is there any advice that you guys have for new notaries coming into the business that have that aren't even started? They don't even have their commission. They haven't taken a course or any um, tips for getting past the receptionist in a title office. Okay, uh, that's no, you're going to answer the one about the receptionist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, New Jersey now. Well, I know many states had testing to be a notary. New Jersey now has testing. So I am very big about take a course, take five courses, take 20 courses if you need to. Uh, but don't be in a rush. That's my biggest thing. Um, and a lot of mentors out there will say that you're not in a race with anybody. You're in a race with yourself. So um, I proclaim myself as the queen of baby steps. If it takes you six months to do a training course, then it takes you six months. Just become an expert and take your time and understand things and follow all the steps and get as much knowledge as you can. Everything okay? Yeah, my headphones just went out. So I'm putting you guys on my speakers. So I'm going to like mute my mic as we go. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm very much about... Uh, take the courses, uh, take one, take two. I mean, I did two. I did the NNA and the LSS. Um, one was a good, mm -hmm. a good, um, foundation. The other one built on top of it. Um, get into all the forms. The internet is phenomenal. And with all those Facebook groups, join any and all of them that you can get into. You pick up a lot of information from, from all the other notaries out there. Um, Look at only the positivity and use everybody's stories and their comments and their posts to motivate yourself. Just do not compare yourself to them because that notary, we all post the highlights. None of us will post our bad experiences. So when you think a notary is just completely crushing it, they're rocking it, they're on top of the world, you don't know what they've done to now get to that point and how long it's taken them to get to that point. Um, so just take your time ask your 20 questions, ask your 500 questions, just ask everything along the way. And I find that many notaries are very approachable and receptive and willing to help. Um, if you don't, if the first one you ask isn't quite there, go find another one. You will find the notary that can help you. Which you're referring then you're going like a mentor, find a mentor, a, mentor a, a friend, somebody that lives in the area. Because there's tons of us all over the place, you know. You, 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 you know, some rural areas. I get it, but you can always zoom with somebody and get your answers. And we always tell people to understand that the, when you do seek out a mentor, understand the definition of a mentor. A mentor isn't somebody who's going to give you the complete download of everything they know and every single tip and trick, because that's basically them just giving you everything regarding their business uh, in the situation. But a mentor really can be somebody to guide you. Hey, you should be looking at a training program. I'm not going to tell you which one. I may be partial to one. That might not be the one you exactly like. I'll, you know, but look at a training program. Go through the, you know, like Kathy says, the, the queen of, of, of baby steps. Go through the training program. A lot of people, I mean, we see it, we see it with, uh, with, loan signing system and just others out there a lot of folks who they 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 say they took the course but when you really deep dive like they really didn't finish the course or really go through all the modules and there's a lot of good information there um so that that's us when we like we'll have people approach us hey we'd like you to be our mentor and we have we've mentored folks but when we realize all they're looking for is free information deep dive oh by the way can you also me introduce me to all your clients that fails to be a mentor now um, that fails to be a mentor. We're here to, we're, mentors are to guide, to support, to be little cheerleaders, cheerleaders. and, and, and check in and, and, you know, you, all right, did you do some of the basics? Great. All right. Go on to the next thing. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of mentors out there that's what, that are willing to help. And then as people build their business, uh, to go to now to the question, Brett, regarding, like you said, you know, getting past the receptionist, for instance, um, you know, getting your nerves in check, that's a big one. Uh, I think a lot of people, we've heard the stories where people, they their intentions are, are just absolute golden, but it's the execution where sometimes they may be a little a little rough on 
you know, they'll, they'll buy something, whatever, a box of chocolates and they'll, they'll rush into the title company and, uh, and I got these chocolates for you. Okay, great. Uh, I'm at the military and make sure you hire me. Okay. 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 But that, here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my, okay. Thanks. But, and, and we, we see that and we hear that and we're like, oh my God. Okay. That's, that's like, you that's need the to, nerves. that's the nerves. Now, don't get me wrong. Kathy and I will be the first ones to say we suck, suck, absolutely suck at the cold entry into a title company. I tried we, it. No. We totally, for lack of a better word, blow at it. We are not good at it. What we are good though, is at the, the ninja, the ninja attraction to title, the backdoor entry, the getting referred in, the finding who are the players within this company and now starting slowly to, you know, like something here, touch something there, send them a DM, uh, finding out what way, maybe what realtors that are working with them or they work with, or they are trying to attract and seeing if we can make a connection. Or who sponsors whose event yeah. and who's having a networking event. Um, that's really the way we've been able to do it. I, I mean, initially we started with find their website, find out all the emails, find everybody on there. Who is the coordinator? Who's the office manager? Who's the scheduler? and send an, e an introductory email or two. And, but it was the networking and finding all the events that these people are at and then introducing, and you'll believe it or not, that whole six degree of separation thing does work. Cause yeah. we've met people who then say, Oh, have you spoken to so-and-so? I'm like, Oh yes. I kind of got the thank you, but no thank you response to my email. Oh no. Call them back and tell them, you know me. And that literally has worked. That has gotten us in the door. And there are so many different ways to get in the door. And I love that you guys shared that about you guys, because it's not only about getting past the receptionist and marketing. Go around the receptionist. Yeah. Go around her by either, like you said, networking events, DMing, um, getting on their, in their email inbox and all of that good stuff because I've earned clients both ways through just emailing and also through um, face to face and marketing directly. And the, the, once you are in the door though, then make sure you acknowledge the receptionist. Yes. <laughs> that, Absolutely. that person becomes your best friends mm -hmm. in that title company in that title company. Once you've, once you've gotten in mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's the thing. And I think a lot of folks just get fixated. There's only one right way. And there isn't, there's a hundred right ways. And there's another hundred still to be discovered. Yeah. Everybody like, you know, has, everybody needs to find what works for them. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm just talking to one person right now. I mean, when this goes live, that's a different thing. But um, if you're very shy, the whole knocking on the door and walking in cold, that's that won't work because it didn't work for me. Um, so you find the sneaky, not sneaky, but, you know, the back door ninja move on how to meet people. And oh, and joining, actually joining the networking groups, mm -hmm. whether they're the tips, BNIs, chambers of commerce, um, I mean, there's tons of them all over the country. Maybe that might be your segue into gaining more clients or at least making the right, getting the right introductions. Once again, if there's a will, there's a way and you can do it and you can find it. You guys are living proof. I'm living proof. And there are so many other notaries out there that are doing this every day. Is there anything that you guys want to leave the listeners with how they can contact you or just oh, okay. uh, hoorah and goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> um, please feel free to look us up online, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Kathy and I were both there personally. You'll also find the Dow notaries there as a company as well on all those platforms. Just please connect with us. Please DM us. Please, if you got a question and we can be helpful or we can offer any sort of advice or just a little, a little motivation, Push. a little hurrah, um, you know, we, we love, we do love, we really do love cheerleading uh, for, for folks. You know, we, 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 we were, we had people that supported us and now we, we're just trying to reciprocate that as well and just say, hey, you can do this. Um, this is a great business. It really is. This industry is a great industry. It's an ever growing industry. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities. You can specialize, you can be more of a generalist, whatever you feel like doing, but it really is just an incredible opportunity. 
for no matter what stage you're at, whether you're an extremely young professional or semi-seasoned like Kathy and myself, uh, you know, we, 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 we found now kind of as a mid-career point to do this and we just love it. Um, so that's, that's it. Just reach out, connect with us yeah. connect with and, us. and social media, connecting via social media is just for us is the best way. And everyone believe in yourself because nobody else will. So you have to believe in yourself first. And, uh, Dave's favorite saying, be great. Be great. Well, I love that so much. And thank you, Kathy and Dave for joining me on this episode. We were honored. Oh, this was Thank this was you. awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys again. And as we come to the end of this episode, I always leave you with this challenge. Take one step, no matter how small, towards your loan signing business today. It could be reaching out to a new client, learning a new skill, or even just setting a goal for yourself. And remember, success is not a destination. It's a journey. So stay curious, stay hungry, and stay committed to your journey. And if you want to be the first to know about the next episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Instagram at The Loan Signing Hustle. If you have a question or you would like to be on an episode with me, send an email to info at signaturesusa.com. Until next time, This is The Lone Signing Hustle.